Hello and welcome to Hyatt Report and this is your host Omar Hyatt. So today I'm going to talk about Hong Kong's popular pro-democracy um, newspaper slash tabloid, Apple Daily. It's shutting down this weekend. And this comes against the backdrop of five of Apple Daily's editors and executives being arrested by ha- Hong Kong's authorities under its new security law that was passed just a year ago. Now, to understand why and under which charges these five editors and executives were arrested, we have to take a step back and unpack what this um, law actually means and how it was introduced. So the law itself um, came into effect last year in June, right? Um, Yeah, in June 2020. Um, just a few hours before um, the 23rd anniversary of Hong Kong's handover to China from the British control. And when the city was handed over by the Great Britain to China in 1997, um, it was done so under an agreement called the Basic Law, which basically meant um that Hong Kong's freedom to peaceful protest, free speech and independent judiciary amongst some other basic democratic rights um, would be protected. Under the same agreement, Hong Kong was meant to pass its own national security law, um, but that but that actually never happened because people were scared. So the Hong Kongers were scared that if there was a national security law um, to be introduced or to be passed, it would um, it would somehow take away their freedoms. Um, and any time there was a conversation in Hong Kong about a potential passage of national security law, um, there were there was this huge outcry from the Hong Kong's civil society, right? Um, And in fact, back in 2003, there was this attempt to pass national security law in Hong Kong, and the people took to the streets against it. Um, And according to some estimates, there were about 500,000 people who were in the streets protesting against this um, potential law back in 2003, and therefore it never came to fruition. Um, but this time around, um, the law was passed. So last, so last year in June 2020, when the law was passed, um, it was done so in secrecy. So it was very hush hush. Nobody knew what the law was going to include, what the provisions would be under this law. It was very hush hush. It was very, um, very much a secret affair, right? And including the Barristers Association in Hong Kong didn't know what this law would include. Um, But eventually, when the law was passed, people realized that some of the key provisions of the security law um, were things like crimes of succession, subversion, terrorism, and collusion with foreign forces. Now, if you... If you just hear about these phrases, right, a a normal person will think, oh, that's a normal thing. Every country has this kind of, um, these kind of laws or these kind of uh, measures in place um, to protect um, itself. But if you look at this law in context to China's 
um, one country, two systems, um, you would realize that this is an attempt um, to take over or rip apart that one country, two systems um, principle. So what China is actually trying to do um, by or through this law is basically take over Hong Kong, right? It just wants to take over Hong Kong. It doesn't want people to protest um, or to dissent or to register their um, dissatisfaction. Um, like I said, crimes of succession, subversion, terrorism, collusion with foreign forces in any normal circumstances um, would be addressed, uh, I would think, in any security law passed by any country in the world. But it just makes it that much more interesting when you talk about these things, when you look at it from China and Hong Kong's perspective, right? And and moreover, these these phrases in this law are very vague phrases, and they're not defined explicitly. So the law does not define. Um, so this new security law in Hong Kong does not define what crimes of succession uh, mean, or what subversion means, or what terrorism and collusion with foreign forces would mean. Um, and according to this law. Um, these, these, uh, so this, uh, so according to the text of this law, um, this law is not only applicable to the residents of the city, but also to non-residents. And a lot of people fear that it could mean anybody living anywhere in the world. Um, and also, uh, uh, for instance, when, when this law says crimes of succession, a lot of people asked, does it mean just talking about independence? Um, does it mean just talking about freedom? Or does it mean taking up arms against the state? Or when it says things like subversion, what does that even mean? Does that mean speaking out against a government policy? Or does that mean not agreeing with Chinese Communist Party's policies? Or when it says things like terrorism and collusion with foreign forces, does it mean writing something on a blog or on a social media app that is owned by a foreign entity? because, Or does it mean an act of terrorism or actually colluding with, let's say, CIA to undermine China? So the, the issue with this law is it's basically very vague and the residents of the city, the Hong Kongers, are not comfortable with this law. And that's why there were hundreds and thousands of people who took to streets last year protesting against this law. And the secrecy under which this law was passed made it that much more worse. And just to be clear, a lot of countries in the West have denounced um, this new law. And many see this as a tactic being deployed by Beijing to rip apart the one country, two systems, which it... which which Beijing agreed to when taking over the city from the British control. It signed that agreement of basic law. It, it agreed to having two systems. And now it's just backtracking on those agreements. Um, and there have also been talks um, in the West or in the Western countries um, about potentially offering refuge to Hong Kongers who would choose to leave the city, right? 
For example, the UK has said it would give five years visa to those Hong Kongers who had um, British national overseas passports. Um, and then these people may be eligible for British citizenship. Uh, in Australia, there were a few Hong Kong residents who had applied for refugee status, but I'm not too sure what came of these applications and whether or not these applications were granted or declined. Um, but there were also countries like Iran and Cuba who believe that the West has no business in China's internal affairs and the West should just stay out of China, which is a fair call considering Hong Kong is a part of China. It is recognized by the entire world. Um, I think the West should not interfere in China's internal affairs. But at the same time, it would be morally wrong to not say anything about it. Like, like for example, if I believe in democracy, if I believe in freedom of speech, if I believe in a right to protest or right to peaceful protest, and if I believe in um, free press, I would speak up. Like, I would say what is happening in Hong Kong is wrong. And I think the same way, any country that stands for any of these values, which are liberal democratic values, should speak up. Um, and just saying, oh, it's China's internal affair, um, uh, I don't think it just doesn't it just doesn't sit well with me. Anyway, so that's the context of this law, right? So this is the law that has now been used to arrest five editors and executives of the Apple Daily because Apple Daily has been a very outspoken critic of Beijing's policies towards Hong Kong and it is seen as a newspaper or a tabloid that is very supportive of pro-democracy movement in Hong Kong. So now the Hong Kong's authorities have used this national security law to arrest um, these people from the Apple Daily. And not only that, they've not only arrested these five editors and um, executives, but they also seized Apple Daily's um, assets, which were around $2.5 million, I think. Um, so now, obviously, Apple Daily doesn't have any money to run its operation. So its board of directors have decided that they will shut its offices um, and shut its operations. And I was reading this article on SBS, right? SBS News. And it it, it depicts and it captures how Hong Kongers um, supported this newspaper or tabloid. There, it, So the title of this article in SBS News is Apple Daily is the latest Hong Kong institution to be appended by a national security law that Beijing imposed on the city last year. And according to this article, the People in Hong Kong aren't happy that this newspaper slash tabloid is shutting down. They're in fact grieving um, for it. And apparently there were reporters, there were people who were in tears, there were people who wrote letters um, and put it on the gate of this um, Apple Daily um, and there were, according to this report, according to this article, right, there were people who traveled um, from across Hong Kong um, and stood at um, Apple Daily's front door um, just to support it. And 
it published as uh, its last um, edition, I think. Um, and it's a little bit scary, right? You, when you think about it, China is definitely a superpower now. There is no doubt about it. Nobody is saying China is not a superpower. But superpowers, they could go either ways. Um, like in the case of um, British Empire or American Empire, they went from doing not so great things, i.e. slavery, etc., etc., to progressively um, becoming free and free societies and liberal democracies where everybody has a say, everybody has a right, at least in theory, if not in practice. Um, or it could go, or a superpower co- could can potentially go in a completely opposite direction and become something like Nazi Germany. Um, no, I'm not equating China to Nazi Germany. There is no comparison. China is a communist country. We all know that. So it is going to be authoritarian in nature. And I'm saying that as somebody who believes in free economy and free society. So that is just my opinion, right? That may not be the ground reality. Um, everyday Chinese people may not see their government as authoritarian in nature. Um, but I'm somebody who lives in the West. I'm somebody who has um, liberal sensibilities. So according to my sensi- sensibilities and according to my opinion, um or in my opinion, I think China is an authoritarian state because what it is, what China is doing in Xinjiang, what China is doing in Tibet, what China is doing in Hong Kong, and what China says it could potentially do to Taiwan, that is authoritarian in nature to me. Like, you can't just, you can't, uh, uh, it, it, okay, look. I think China is a superpower. It 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 has a, it has the potential to be a great superpower, um, but it hasn't demonstrated that so far um, by putting nearly over a million Uyghurs in concentration camps or internment camps, whatever you want to call it. It is not showing that it is on the path to becoming a great superpower. It is it is more likely on the path of becoming an authoritarian. Um, regime. So that's just my opinion. You may agree with it, you may disagree with it, it's up to you, but that's how I feel towards China. I know it's a manufacturing hub, it has lifted the most amount of people out of poverty in the last decade or so. Um, But after having done all of those good things, you've also done, done some terrible things, which are really, really bad. So I would say Overall, China is an authoritarian state, and it it is a it is it should be a concern um, for the world. Like at some stage, the liberal democracies, at some stage, the U.S., the U.K., Canada, Australia, New Zealand, European Union, will have to make a call. Will have to decide whether we would continue to do business with a state that is so repressive in nature, whether we would continue to do business with a state or a country that is actually trampling over people's basic freedoms and human rights. I think at some stage, we'll have to ask ourselves, um, is it worth paying? Is it worth 
getting these goods and products at such cheap prices where there is a possibility that there are people who are being forced to work like forced labor there have been there has been reporting around forced labor being used to produce products in china so at some stage liberal democracies the west countries with democracies have to ask this question how long are we going to tolerate this behavior from china before we start taking measures and setting up our own production plants um i don't know when when we're going to reach that stage or if we will ever come to that stage um but i would hope that at some stage we'll question ourselves we'll we'll question whether it's the right strategy strategy um to continue to do business with china anyway so at the, what today i just wanted to talk about what happened to apple daily and it it is only in my opinion is the start we may see um such actions being taken on a regular basis by beijing in hong kong um just to suppress um the calls for freedom the calls for free speech the calls for free press in hong kong um i don't think beijing is going to let go um of its ideology anytime soon i don't think i th- i think if anything beijing is threatened by um the free speech and the free press that is there in hong kong um but at the same time what one would so at so beijing is doing this to hong kong right on the other end there is taiwan which is currently autonomous it's 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 governing itself right us is supplying taiwan with weapons and it's protecting itself so far it has been able to protect itself from chinese communist party so now taiwan is looking at what's happening in um hong kong what has happened in xinjiang and what has happened in tibet and now taiwan is weary of what china is doing to these places so obviously when one reads news about how taiwanese people do not want to integrate with china i wouldn't blame them like if i were in taiwan and i was looking at what's happening in hong kong why would i ever want to merge or integrate with china and let go of all my freedoms um anyway that's just my opinion and i just wanted to talk about apple daily today and it's really sad what's happening in hong kong it was one of the most vibrant cities in southeast asia um or in asia in general it was it was one of those cities where um people would go to do business they weren't worried about being arrested and tried in secrecy which will continue to happen under this new national security law and some analysts predict um that when people are arrested under this new security law um they may not even be given access to lawyers or solicitors they may just be tried and convicted um and yeah i i hope people in hong kong um do not suffer as a result of this law but again i'm i'm an optimist so i would hope for it um but the gr- ground reality um says otherwise